But join me now. MLB senior writer for ESPN. He's got a great article about the most intriguing players for the upcoming season on all 30 MLB teams. And we'll get into that in a second. But we're joined by David Schoenfeld from ESPN. David, thank you so much for joining the show today. Matt, thanks for the invite. Good, good to get those baseball juices flowing here. Oh, yeah. And it started for me um, going into last weekend when I realized that, okay, there's going to be a week without you know, really any NBA games on, and, and then you're, and the football is fully done, so your brain just goes towards baseball. Um, let's start here. Back in December, you tweeted out, the Diamondbacks and Blue Jays make an old-school trade. <laughs> So now that there's been a little bit of time, you know, just to think about it and everything's sort of settled, um, your thoughts on the on the Jays getting Dalton Varsho, uh, Arizona getting Gabriel Moreno and Guriel Jr. Just now looking back, your thoughts on that trade. Yeah, well, I love that trade because it's the kind of, like I said, it's the kind of deal you don't see anymore. Kind of a, a challenge trade, right? You know, value for value. You're not dumping salary. You're not trading you know, a, a superstar player for a bunch of prospects, um, although Moreno obviously isn't a proven player yet, but uh, just a good old-fashioned trade. I, You know, I like it from both teams, for both teams. I think I did prefer Arizona's side a little more. Oh, look, I know the Blue Jays are dealing from a strength, you know, with their catching depth. Moreno, by all accounts, looks like he's going to be a really good player and catching talent is hard to find. So I love it for Arizona filling a long-term need. But look, the Blue Jays get a really good underrated player and Dalton Varsho. Oh, he's a top-notch athlete, great defensive metrics. I'm sure you guys have know and talked about. And I think he's a guy that seems like is going to benefit from the removal of the shift, um, kind of a pull hitter. So I think that batting outreach will go up. And look, makes that outfield really one of the better defensive and that's going to be huge. So I think it's a win-win trade for both teams. What excites you the most about the shift? And we'll get back on the Jays in a second, but um, like, I think we're all fascinated by pitch clock with pitchers, but I, I wonder if, um, you know, just how, how will that be enforced at the end of the year? But let's just, uh, the, the ban on shifts, what do you think that's going to mean for the aesthetic of the game? Well, look, for those of us of a certain age... <laughs> I'm of know, that age. By the way, I'm of that age. Uh, listen, to me, baseball was at its best. And I'm, I'm going old man for a second here. When Greg Maddox was pitching to Tony Gwynn, that, yeah. that should sort of place you about what my age is. Yeah, I'm in the same era. You know, look, we don't know what the effects are going to be. There's some analysts that say it's actually not going to make that big of an impact. Others say we're going to see, you know, a pretty noticeable increase in batting average, especially from left-handed batters. Um, look, the, to me, it's going to reward that left-handed batter who hits that line drive to right field because now the second baseman is going to be out there in shallow right field to take away that base hit. And look, the pitching is so good in today's game you got to give something to the hitters. And if you're hitting a rocket to right field, you deserve a base hit. You know, yeah, there's going to be some great defensive plays to steal hits. But I want to get back to rewarding that 105-mile-an-hour line drive to right field. You know, give that guy a single rather than an L4. So (laughs) your left-handed pull hitters, are, I think they're going to benefit. And is it going to be a dramatic change? We'll find out. It's going to help. 
Going back to your ESPN article, and we're again joined by Dave Schoenfeld from ESPN. By the way, I keep going, I keep flipping back and forth. It's like some people call me Matt, some people call me Matthew. For the duration of this interview, would you prefer Dave or David? Well, everybody calls me Dave, except my mom. So. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Dave. Otherwise, we're going down a weird road. Um, you wrote about the most intriguing players for each team, and for the Jays, you went with a big one in Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, you mentioned he, you know, led the majors with twenty-six double plays. He still had a very good year last year, but certainly a drop off from two thousand and twenty-one. Your thoughts on uh, your thoughts and expectations for Vlad going into this year? Yeah, look, Blue Jays fans know the story. You know, one of the best players in the game in 21, MVP candidate, absolute monster season. And last year, good season, all-star, but, you know, nowhere near as dominant as 2021. So who's the real Vlad Guerrero? You know, I think that there's still that question because 21, we had that lively ball, you know. Did he benefit from that? Was it just a an issue of a different approach last year um, hit the, you know, certainly hit the ball on the ground a lot more. So he's got to get that launch angle back up to, to you know, benefit his raw power and hit the ball over the fence. So I don't know. There's a lot of players who had career years in either 2019 or 2021 with the, with, you know, that juice ball. So let's see where Vladdy fits in. Look, he's still young. I think he's still, you know, going to be able to make those adjustments at the plate to hit more fly balls, but uh, let's find out if he is one of the best players in the game or kind of, I don't mean this in a negative way, or merely sort of an all-star kind of player. Oh, no, but there is a difference. By the way, you know. Yeah, big difference. And you by know, the way, talking three or four wins of value, and that yeah. could be the difference between winning the division or winning a you know, wild card. And it, it, it also screams to the power, the potential and the talent of Vlad where you can say, will he end up being merely an all-star? Yeah. That is still puts you in a very rarefied air, but we've seen the potential of this guy to go to that sort of highest level of baseball player. Yeah, look, he, he, yeah, we would say he has a high floor, you know. Yeah. Um, and in t- 2021, he had one of the highest ceilings, you know, of, of any hitter in the game. So obviously, as a baseball fan, I hope we see 2021 <laughs> Vladdy again because that is such an exciting, impactful player. You know, he became one of the, the faces of the game. You know, not just in in Canada, but you know, in in the states. You know, so that's the Vladdy we all uh, love and we want to see in 2023. Moving around uh, Major League Baseball, there's three names that uh, you talked about that I'm curious just uh, your expectations for and why they're the uh, most intriguing for you. Let's go with uh, the MVP, Aaron Judge, and you sort of write about how you could expect regression, but even if he does regress, it still would be a pretty damn good year. Yeah, look, is it fair to expect 62 runs again? No, of course not. I think people... um, underrate how good this guy has been, you know, before last year. Now, the issue there, how many games um, is he going to play, you know. But he's been healthy the last two years. He's been durable. So I think that's less of an issue. And I know here from the Yankees camp, he's really learned sort of how to take care of his body, you know, maybe do less at times during the regular season, you know, less batting practice, you know, more stretching, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, again, as a baseball fan, you hope he's figured that out and stays healthy. Um, I'm not going to predict 62, but 
you know, 50. I think we could see a 50 homer season from him. Who do you have, um, or, you know, the two of the names I wanted to mention, both are, uh, we kind of are looking at what, 2023 through the lens of injury. Jacob DeGrom with the Rangers and Ronald Acuna Jr., who we haven't seen the 2019 version since. And damn, that 2019 version was incredible. Those are two guys that could really swing a lot of playoff races based on their health. Yeah, Acuna, is he another one of those guys who benefited from that juice ball in 2019 when he he almost went 40-40, right? You know, he had the knee injury in 2021, came back last year, and the power just wasn't the same. Um, so he's got a lot to prove. Plus, he wants to prove he's better than his teammate, Michael Harris, who came up and won NL Rookie of the Year. So who's the best outfielder on the Braves? That's up, up in the air. Yeah, and DeGrom, but the Rangers spent all the money last year, spent more money this year. Clearly, he's one of the you know the most important players in the game because if he's out there for 28 to 30 starts, the Rangers could be a surprise team if he makes 11, like he did with the Mets last year. You know, they're not going to make the playoffs. So, so look, we know when he's healthy, he's great. But how many games is he going to pitch? I'm not going to ask you to make any sort of predictions. It is way, <laughs> way too early for that. But if I go look at the win totals for the Blue Jays, it is set at 91 and a half. So I'll just ask you this question. Would you be more comfortable placing a $5 bet on the (laughs) Jays going over or under? Just which one would you feel a little bit more comfortable about? But I'm not giving you you an answer that you need to commit to. Well, I'd probably go over. But I was just in here talking to with a couple of my editors, and we were debating how many playoff locks are there. And my editor said the Blue Jays are a lock. I'm not quite so sure. I think mm. the AL is competitive enough, you know, with Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays. I, the Orioles, I know everybody's predicting regression. I'm not going to write them off, you know. But to me, the AL, you got the Angels and the Rangers. Are they, you know, playoff contenders this year? If things bounce right, I think they could be. So I'll take the over on the Blue Jays, but I'm also not – quite so confident to say they're a playoff lock. Dave, you, you got to know how this works. This is a <laughs> Toronto thing. you got to say, over 91, they're going to take over the Yankees, knock out the Astros, and look out, it's Joe Carter uh, Part 2 and another <laughs> World Series. Well, I just said over 91, and if That's you win good. 92, that should get you in. Hell it's yeah. hard to envision a scenario where you win 92 and, and don't make the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, look, you know, Vladdy's going to bounce back. i got to get on the good side of Blue Jays fans. Bo Bichette, maybe this is the year he wins a batting title. How's that sound to Blue Jays fans? Um, The rotation is pretty pretty good. Although Kevin Gossman's going to have to adjust to this new Bach rule, right? He's kind of one of the the guys who's going to have to maybe change his delivery, so we'll see how he adjusts. But, uh, yeah, look, NL, to me, the AL East and the NL East are going to be Monsters. Just the monster divisions and so entertaining. Read his work at ESPN. It is David Schoenfeld. David, I went with David. Dave, always <laughs> appreciate. Thanks so much for joining the show today. All right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All the best. Dave Schoenfeld from ESPN.com.